Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Equity means we judge everybody on the same principles. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work. Confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today we are, as promised, going into part three of three of my series on explaining how we're going to do DIE, diversity, inclusion, and equity. How are we going to do it the right way? All right, so I already explained in part one how we do diversity the right way, which is not the way it's being done. And yesterday in part two, I explained how we do inclusion the right way, which is not happening right now. And today we're going to get into part three. I'm going to explain how we actually do equity the way that it's supposed to be done, the way that equity is supposed to be used. And again, as I said in the other two episodes, it is not the way that it is being done right now. But before we get into that, let me tell everybody, my daily motivation text message should be coming to your phone every day. If it's not, it's because you're not in my text community. So text me right now at 305-384-6894 so you're getting that daily motivation message every single day free of charge. And I just put out a new 45-minute training that tells you how to get to that next level financially in your business without running yourself into the ground in the process. Any of you wants to make more money while not having to do an equal amount of more work. So you want to make more money by doing less work? There's a way to do it. It is not magic. It is not hocus pocus. It's not a scam. There's a strategy to it. I lay out how I help people do that. Just go to workonyourgame.net, .net, N-E-T, and you get access. I give you 24-hour pass to access the entire training. It's 45 minutes. So set that time aside to watch and listen to what I'm going to share with you there. Now, getting into this topic, First of all, let's get a definition of the word equity, then we're going to get right into our points. The definition of equity is the quality of being fair and impartial. All right, this will be my favorite of this three-part series. I'll tell you that right now. Definition again is the quality of being fair and impartial. Everybody got that? Good. Let's get into it. Part number one, we are talking about how to do DIE the right way, specifically on equity today. Let's look at that definition again. I already said it twice. Fair and impartial. This is the part of the current DIE culture 
this is the part that is most not being upheld right here. Fair and impartial. These days, people are being graded on a curve based on their gender, sexual preference, race, nationality, and other popular affiliations. That's how people are being graded. In other words, if a white person does something dumb, we hold them accountable and say, here's a white person doing something dumb. A black person does something dumb. We don't say anything. We're grading people on a curve. White person commits some crime, kills a bunch of people. We say, oh, this is white nationalism. This is white supremacy. And no, it gets plastered all over the news everywhere. Black person kills a whole bunch of black people. You don't even know that it happened. You don't even know that it's going on. Just a few days ago from when I'm recording this episode, there was a peewee football game going on in Dallas, Texas. These are nine-year-olds playing football. Yes, nine, not 19, nine-year-olds playing football. An argument breaks out in the middle of the football game. It was This was a scrimmage, as a matter of fact. It wasn't a game. It was a scrimmage between two teams of nine-year-old kids. An argument breaks out, not amongst the kids, but amongst the adults at the game, one of which was a former NFL player, Aqib Talib, Aqib or Aqib, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Talib. Argument breaks out. Somebody pulls out a gun. A grown man gets shot in front of his son on the football field. And this is what the adults arguing with each other. And it was all black people. No white people involved, no cops involved. You didn't even know that happened. But if a white person did something to a black person, you would need a day off from work because of the emotional distress, according to your bosses, not according to you. I don't think you're that type of person, but you all get exactly what I'm saying. Equity means we judge everybody on the same principles and impartial principles, but that's not happening anymore. And what's happening specifically for black folks, and I'll speak to that because I'm black, is that the standards are being removed. Black people are not being held to standards and it's being promoted by certain people, both white and black, that black people simply should have standards. There should be no standards for black people. So if a black person does something dumb, we're not going to hold them accountable for it. And no, it's okay because black people have been traditionally marginalized, quote unquote. And some black people are actually happy that this is happening because it means no standards. It means they don't have to live up to any expectations. The problem with not having expectations is that there is no performance. When there are no expectations, there's no performance. When there are no standards, you get chaos. And this is what's happening in our community. We've already had chaos in our community. And the chaos gets worse when we remove standards. We had standards and it was chaos. Now you remove standards, it's going to be even more chaos. And no one's being held accountable for the chaos. That's the part that makes it crazy because now everybody's seeing where there's no accountability. Well, there's going to be more and more chaos because there's no accountability. Now, if I do something crazy and I get in trouble for it, then I might not do something crazy the next time. If I do something crazy and I don't get in trouble for it, well, I might just keep doing crazy stuff. So I can't do anything crazy anymore. Nothing about the equity aspect of the DIE initiative is fair nor impartial. None of it. It is not objective. It is not results-based and is not based on performance. It is all based on giving preference to people and groups who have, for whatever reason, traditionally not acquired the same success as others or the same access to success according to them. This is generally a falsehood, but many companies have adopted this and are using it anyway. Some of you might work at some of these companies. The equity piece of the DIE initiative is taking grown adults back to preschool. How so? Because it's trying to create equal outcomes for everyone, regardless of their performance level and regardless of their attitude, which is impossible, which is why, again, this is a lifetime job that these people have signed them up themselves up for. was a great idea because they're always going to be pushing, but we got to get equal outcomes amongst everybody, which will never happen. And as long as you can sell people that you have to get equal outcomes, which they will never achieve, they got to keep paying you to try to get it because you'll never achieve it. So you'll be trying to get this your whole life. You keep making money off them. They keep paying you and no, everybody's satisfied, I suppose. Yet you never achieve the outcome. This is what's happening. The equity piece of this is trying to turn everything into preschool. Everybody should get the same outcome. Makes no sense. 
by around age, I mean, what, around what age? And those of you who work with kids, around age, what, three, two, three years old? You start to see the difference between people, right? The difference between people starts to show around three years old and the gap only widens as time goes on. So how are we all going to get the same outcomes? Well, that's a trick question. We won't. But there are people who will keep charging you money to try to get the same outcomes. They will fail and you're going to keep paying them. So who's the idiot here? Them or you? The answer is you. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to do D.I.E. the right way, which is the equity part. How do we fix this? How do we actually fix this and get equity the right way? Here's what we do. Here's the key. You must reintroduce objectivity and reward objectivity instead of criminalizing objectivity. Now, this is the part that's going to be hard for a lot of people to swallow. I explained to you in episodes 1800 and episode 1808 how objectivity became the new controversy. All right, right now, today, it is controversial to be objective. It's controversial to say something objective. I'll give you an example. Today, I was on Twitter and I left a comment on a tweet that ESPN had posted that there's a rapper by the name of Nipsey Hussle. He was murdered in 2019, murdered by a black man, by the way. There was no work stoppages, nobody, no, no kneeling, no day of emotional healing when Nipsey Hussle got murdered. Not because people didn't care about Nipsey Hussle, but because he got killed by a black guy. Heck, what if Nipsey Hussle got killed by a cop? The whole world would have stopped if he got killed by a white cop. But because he got killed by a black man, uh, nobody wanted to talk about that, how he died. But they just talked about that he's dead, right? So Nipsey Hussle died 2019 at the hands of a black man holding a gun. And his birthday would have been someday in August. It would have been his birthday. All right. So ESPN or Sports Center specifically posted a graphic like uh, Nipsey Hussle would have been whatever age today. Today would have been his birthday. And I got the comment and saying, why is Sports Center posting this? Nipsey Hussle did not play a sport. He was not affiliated with any sport. I mean, I mean, he was from L.A. and I guess he liked going to the games. But what the hell does ESPN got to do with that? And there are fucking NBA players and NFL players and actual athlete people whose birthday passed and ESPN doesn't mention it, but they're talking about Nipsey Damn Hustle. Why? And Nipsey Hustle was starting to become popular when he got murdered, but he wasn't that popular. All right, most people don't know who Nipsey Hustle even is. Now, he was starting to become known, but he wasn't that big of an artist. And there are people who started to respond to my tweet and say, well, he was starting to get big. He was inspirational and this and that. And I'm like, right, I was a fan of Nipsey Hustle. He wasn't that big. And this is just an objective point. I like Nipsey Hussle's music. All right? You asked Anna in 2018 before he got murdered. She said, all right, how much are you going to keep listening to this Nipsey Hussle album? Because I was listening to it all the time. I liked Nipsey Hussle. But objectively, I can say he wasn't that big of an artist that ESPN needs to be talking about him three years after, three and a half years after he got murdered. He wasn't that popular. All right. Now, Nipsey Hussle, when he got murdered, there was a funeral for him a few days later. And the Staples Center was full when Nipsey Hussle had his funeral. The Staples Center is the same place they had a funeral for Michael Jackson and Kobe Bryant. Now, even if you don't listen to their music or watch basketball, everybody knows who Michael Jackson and Kobe Bryant are. I would guess that about 60% of you have no idea who Nipsey Hussle is. But his funeral was in the same venue as Michael Jackson's and Kobe Bryant. And I said to the people who were responding to me on Twitter, the reason that that funeral was so big is because of social media. And social media, people are literally followers. So they saw being a fan of Nipsey Hussle was a cool thing to do. All of a sudden, he had all these fans after he died. I said, this dude didn't have that many fans when he was alive. He did. Objectively, he did not. And I was a fan of his music. And me even saying this is controversial. Just the fact that I'm saying this. It's funny because people will get angry in defending Nipsey Hussle's legacy because I said, objectively, he wasn't as famous as people are trying to make him out to be. He was not that famous. And I even said to some people, look, if you take that same energy that you have in defending a dead man who you don't even know, who didn't even know that you existed, and you put that towards you, if everybody did that, we'd be building condos on the moon by next week. 
if everybody had that same energy for their own lives as you have for defending a person who you don't even know, just because it's cool to say you are a fan of a guy who wasn't that popular and he died. The whole point is being objective is controversial now. And also explain how to be objective in episode 1808, which requires you to you could be a fan of somebody like them and favor them while still saying something critical about them. I'll give you another example. Jeannie Buss, who's the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, her father, Dr. Jerry Buss, is the one who pretty much built the Lakers into the dynasty that they became. She had posted some tweets in the summer of 2022, and she was talking about how Kobe Bryant, who passed in a helicopter accident a few months before Nipsey Hussle, how he had been the ultimate team player was something that Jeannie Buss said in a series of tweets that she had posted and how she missed Kobe because he was such a team player and she wants more team players in her organization, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember reading that and saying, are, are you out of your fucking mind? Kobe Bryant was not the ultimate team player. Uh, again, I'm a fan of Kobe Bryant. One of the things that we loved about Kobe Bryant was that Kobe was about Kobe. Right? What Kobe wanted was Kobe did want to win. I'm not saying Kobe didn't care about winning. He cared about winning, but he wanted to win on his terms. He didn't want to win by any means necessary. He wanted to win his way, which is why Kobe famously ran his best teammate by far, Shaquille O'Neal, out of Los Angeles. When Kobe's contract was up, he leveraged his free agent status to get the Lakers to get rid of Shaq so that Kobe could have his own team. There is no basketball fan in the world who would dispute that this is true. Everybody knows that this happened. There are books written about Kobe Bryant where this has been detailed clearly. And Kobe, if he was still alive, he would admit it. And Shaq, if any of you meet Shaq and ask him, he will tell you. Everybody knows that this happened. So to call Kobe the ultimate team player when he ran his best teammate off the team just so he could be the man, you can't call that guy the ultimate team player. That makes no sense whatsoever. And again, I'm a fan of Kobe, but I can objectively also offer a critique of the man. If you are not capable of doing that, that means you're not objective. You don't know what it means to be objective. And this is why objectivity became controversial, because so many people would rather make arguments emotionally rather than logically these days. And this is how we fix equity is that people got to be objective again. And a lot of people are incapable of doing this because their emotion is overpowering their logic. In episode 1826, I told you how to be a critical thinker and also how to identify and make yourself more of a critical thinker is 26 and 27, as a matter of fact. These ways of thinking and ways of being that I just explained, objectivity, critical thinking, these are being demonized by the DIE crowd. All right. You can't be objective and a critical thinker and also be an advocate of DIE. It's damn near impossible. It's like oil and water. Because if you ask critical questions of these principles and you're able to think objectively about what they're pushing, you will notice there's a lot of bullshit being passed right under your nose. And so which way are you going to go? You're going to ignore it so you can keep your job or you're going to call it out like I'm doing right here. And listen, if you ignore it so you can keep your job, I ain't mad at you. Everybody got bills. OK, that's why I'm here. I'm here to say what you might not be able to say. All right, it's all good. The problem is not that this is happening. So the problem is not that this is happening. People are allowed to have bad ideas if they want to. All right, they're allowed to. The problem is people always be able to pass bullshit. All right. It'll always be somebody trying to push some bullshit in life. All right. This is a normal thing. The problem is that so many people have been castrated, had their balls snatched from them, and they are not free to point it out when they see it for fear of being marginalized, blocked from opportunity, excluded and fired themselves. Isn't it funny how that gets flipped around? See, the thing is, some of you work at companies or at institutions of higher learning, allegedly, I use the term generously, where they're all about this diversity, inclusion, and equity thing, right? But if you were to question any of their initiatives for diversity, inclusion, and equity, guess what happened to you? You would be marginalized, blocked, excluded, and fired. You would actually be excluded and you would get unequal outcomes because you question the diversity, inclusion, and equity ideas. Isn't that crazy? The main outcome of diversity, equity, and inclusion 
is really to take opportunities away from any group that has traditionally been successful and give those opportunities with no merit whatsoever to people who have traditionally been less successful. That is the real outcome. Now, they won't say it in that language. You look at their outcomes. Let's look at the results of what they're doing. Forget what they say. Look at the results of what they're doing. That's exactly what is happening. And if anyone has the goal to speak up about this and question it, and you work on a college campus or in some corporate institution, oh, you're the one who gets excluded. You got excluded for being a critical thinker. Being an objective critical thinker will get you fired, blocked, and excluded these days. And some of you work in places where you know exactly what I'm talking about. Even the dumb people know that this is how it works. Again, this is not necessarily that terrible of a thing because there will always be bad ideas out there in the world that you got to deal with. This will always happen, okay? This is just a different form of it. What's different about this one is that very few people had the balls to say anything about it out loud and in public. And those who do, they get made example of. They get made an example of. And what that does is scares everybody else out of even thinking about saying something. That's what's actually happening. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is we are talking how to do diversity, inclusion, and equity the right way. Today, we are talking equity. Let's get a definition of this word, fair. F-A-I-R. It means in accordance with the rules or standards. Now, I like that definition. Now, is this actually happening? In accordance with the rules or standards? I'd rather there be standards than rules, because rules can be changed. But standards can also, but standards just seems more uniform. How can you do things in accordance with rules or standards when you are relaxing the rules or standards to make the game easier for people who have traditionally underperformed? It's an open question. Let me say that question again, in case you didn't hear it. How can you do things in accordance with rules and standards when, at the same time, you are relaxing the rules and standards in order to make the game easier for people who are underperforming? You're simply lowering the bar. I told you what happens when you lower the bar. Any of you know what happens when the bar gets lowered? I explained it to you, but let me pull up the episode so I can tell you exactly what happens when bars get lowered in life. And this is how people fall off. Episode 1331, I told you never lower the bar of standards. When you lower the bar, everybody, here's what happens. All the winners leave because winners like to be held to high standards. So when you lower standards or remove them completely, high performing people leave your organization because they don't want to be held to low standards. They want to be held to high standards because that's what separates them from the losers. And when you raise the bar, here's what happens. All the losers leave. You don't have to fire them. They'll quit. Why? Because losers don't want to be held to high standards because they're unwilling to meet them. So when you remove standards, what happens? All the high performing people leave. You attract more losers. And what does your organization become? Your organization is populated by losers. Well, what's your organization going to do? They're going to lose because that's what losers do. This is what happens when you remove standards, folks. If I got something wrong, somebody let me know. If anything that I said, just by your own logic and rational thinking is incorrect, I want you to let me know because I don't want to be on here saying things that are incorrect, logically speaking. Just by your own reasoning, doesn't make sense. That when you have high standards, you're going to get high performing people. And when you have low standards, you're going to get low performing people. This is just the way it works, folks. Any of you who's a salesperson, if you sell cheap products, I mean, very low priced products, relatively speaking, guess who you're going to attract? A bunch of cheap people. Why? Because you got cheap products. That's how it works. If you want to attract high quality people, guess what you got to have? High prices. There are going to be fewer of them. But I'll tell you something that I know 100% to be true. Any of you who's a salesperson, I know I got this one right. So I'm not even going to ask you to confirm it, but I know it's right. The higher your prices, the fewer the headaches. The lower the price of your products, the more headaches you had to deal with. You see these books behind me? I offer several of my books you can get for free. All I ask you is to cover the shipping. It'll be $9.95. These products right here bring me, I get way more headaches from getting these out than I get from my coaching programs. My coaching programs cost much more than my books. 
I get no problems from the people who are my coaching clients. And they spend way more money than the people who order these books. You tell me why. Why do people who spend more money bring less headaches? This is the way it works, folks. It may sound counterintuitive to you, but it's how it works. When you lower the bar, you lose the winners. You raise the bar, you lose the losers. So when you remove standards, the winners leave and the losers find their way to you. I'll give you an example. Let's say Asian students perform academically. Traditionally in America, perform better than every other group. This is true. We don't need to relax the academic standards to make it easier for other groups to catch up to the Asians, do we? But that's what they're trying to do. What if we did something different, flipped it around, and we made the standards even higher and remind people of the standards and then push them to reach the standards so that everybody's performance went up? Why don't we do that? I mean, if the Asian students are outperforming all the other students, they've outperformed white people, black people, Latin, Asians outperform everybody in America in academic performance. This is true. This is statistically true. Why not, instead of lowering the standards so that everybody can reach the same bar as the, the Asian student, why not we just raise the bar and make everybody come up to the level that the Asian students are at? The reason why we don't do it is because that requires accountability and hard work, which is kryptonite to a bunch of people. It is exactly as I just said, raising the bar, which would eliminate all the losers. The problem is there are so many losers in life that if you raise the bar too high, you would eliminate so many people that they wouldn't have anywhere to go. Oh, am I hitting too close to home right now? I told you in episode 2284 why chaos is appealing to the masses, why low standards are appealing to the masses, because most people are in the masses. Most people don't have standards. Most people are losers. Most people are average. All right. And if you're a high performing person, you see being average is losing. Most people are average. So the reason why the bar doesn't get raised is because if you raise the bar, you're going to eliminate most people and you can't win an election by eliminating most people. This is why politicians appeal to the masses. So you can't be popular appealing to the small percentage of people at the highest possible level. So you got to appeal to the masses. So you got to speak their language. And if you're too smart, then you go over their heads. They don't understand you. This is why you got to go over the bar. This is why it all exists, folks. I could write a whole book on this subject. I probably won't. But I just want you all to understand where it's coming from and why things are how they are. What we need to do is make high standards so that we eliminate the losers. Let the losers die on the side of the road. Let them just pass out and die. Why? Because they can't live up to the standard. It ain't our fault. Is it your fault that somebody can't live up to a standard? It's not my fault. I'm not taking responsibility for that. You can if you want to, but I ain't. We need to make the standards higher and make people live up to the standard. Hold them accountable. If you hold people accountable, they will live up to the expectations set in front of them. Human beings live up to or down to the expectations set before them. If you set expectations for people, they will live up to the expectations. If you set no expectations, people will live down to the fact that there are no expectations. This is 100% true in everybody's life. Everyone listen to me right now. Think of a person who held you to high standards, whether it was a teacher, a parent, a coach, a boss. If they held you to a high standard, you performed at that standard magically. But as soon as there were no standards, guess what you did? You went right back to being mediocre magically. It's not magic. I'm being sarcastic. You get what I'm saying, do you not? When you set a standard, everybody's performance goes up. So why don't we look at groups that have traditionally performed well, figure out what they're doing, compare that to what everybody else is doing so that everybody can raise their game. Why not do that? Why aren't we doing that? Somebody tell me why that's not happening. Instead, diversity, inclusion, and equity supporters want to remove and lower standards so that everybody can feel like they're a success. Was a bullshit plan, which will not work, but they're going to keep trying it forever. This is participation trophy culture for the coddled and weak. That's what this is. Participation trophy, I just explained exactly how the culture came to be. Right what I just said. Remove standards, remove any kind of performance levels, don't completely lower the bar so that everybody can feel like they're a success. Everybody's not supposed to be a success. If everybody 
is a success, then what does success mean? It doesn't mean anything. What success means, the value of success is the fact that not everybody has it. That's why people strive to be successful because they know not everybody can get it. But if everybody can get it, then success means nothing. If you lower the bar of what success means, then nobody wants to be there because, all right, I did all this work so that I could stand out from everybody else. Now you're lowering the bar so that everybody can hit the same level as me. What is that? What's the purpose of me even being here? Those people will find a new place to be. This is how it works, people. This is why participation trophies aren't valuable because everybody got one. I heard Michael Jordan once say, the value of me winning the championship is not the fact that I have the trophy. It's the fact that nobody else has the trophy. That's the whole point. That's why the word outstanding, all right? What does the word outstanding mean? It's a compound word. It means you stand out. But if everybody can stand out, then nobody's standing out. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is how to do DIE the right way. This is part three, equity. Defined as the quality of being fair and impartial. Point number one, let's look at that definition again. The quality of being fair and impartial. This is a part of DIE that is not being upheld. Actually, none of it's being upheld. People are being graded on the curve based on gender, sex, race, nationality, other affiliations. Nothing about this is fair or impartial. All right. This is taking grown adults back to preschool, trying to get everybody the same outcomes, which is impossible. Number two, how we fix it is reintroducing objectivity instead of criminalizing it. But right now it's being criminalized. So we got to change the whole culture. I told you in episode 18, 26 and 27, how to be a critical thinker. If you make a critical thought question known about these initiatives of DIE, you will be the one who is canceled, blocked, excluded, denied opportunity when that's supposed to be exactly what this whole thing is doing. Isn't that crazy that the way that this is working out. There will always be bad ideas out there. So I'm not even saying that these bad ideas must disappear. What's different is that very few people have had the balls to say anything out loud and in public about the bad ideas. That's the crazy part. And number three, definition of fair is in accordance with rules or standards. The problem is we are lowering the standards and removing rules, which means you are losing the winners and you are attracting and inviting in more losers. That's what happens when you don't have standards is that you are welcoming losers into your orbit and into your organization. So these DIE supporters want to remove and lower standards, which makes it harder for the winners to stand out, makes it easier for the losers to feel included, which is exactly what they're trying to do. The problem is you lose all the high performing people. That's why DIE is the enemy of high performance. I did a whole episode of that. Let me tell you what episode that was. That was episode number 2199. DIE is the enemy of high performance because you are trying to lower the bar, which means the high performers no longer are incentivized to perform at a high level because all the losers are being included with them. High performers don't mix with losers. Now, which one do you want to be, folks? And some of you may take offense to the fact that I'm calling some people losers. Well, listen, it's not going to change the fact that they're losers. All right, whether you want to call them that or not, they're still losing. So do you want to be a winner or do you not? And the value of winning is the fact that everybody can do it. Not everybody chooses to win. Let me put it like that. Everybody could win. Not everybody makes the choice to win. Do you want to be a winner or do you want to hang with the losers? You have a choice. I'm not judging you either way. I'm just letting you know you have an option. You decide what you want to do. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation straight to your phone, 305-384-6894, and get my free 45-minute training, how to get to the next level financially for yourself and your business without running yourself into the ground in the process. Go to workonyourgame.net. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.